Hey, it's uh, Thursday Thoughts with Rabbi Freitag here about this week's Torah portion. So there's an interesting uh, story that happens in this portion that everyone kind of knows about where um, Esav, the brother of Yaakov, uh, comes out from a, a hunting trip and finds that his brother has made some lentil stew. Uh, red lentil stew, so it looks red to him. And he says, hey, uh, pour me some of that red, red stuff. Just pour it down my throat. I'm, I'm tired out. I'm worn out. And of course, Yaakov says to him, sell me the birthright. And we kind of know that story. But what's interesting is that in that very episode, the Torah says, because of this, he and his descendants were known as Edom. Meaning, because of this story where he said, pour down this red stuff into my throat, he and his descendants were known as the nation of red. Edom means basically red. So, Something happened with Red, and he got called Red. Now, what's kind of odd about that <clears throat> is that if you look at the beginning of the Torah portion where they are born, the twins, Yaakov and Esav, it says that Esav has came out admoni, completely red, ka'adera se'ar, like hairy and red. So when he was born, he was born this hairy, red-haired thing, right? So if I, sh- if I introduce you to a fella who was like six feet tall with a long red beard and long red hair and a really red face. And I say to you, hey, fellas, uh, meet my friend Red. So you'd look at him and say, oh, I see why he's called Red. And I say, you know why he's known as Red? Because in fifth grade he had a red notebook. You'd kind of look at me and say, that's why he's known as Red. Look at the guy. He's like red all over. He's red from head to toe. And you call him Red because of his red notebook? So here in this story, you have a fellow who's born red from head to toe, and then later on, some seemingly small event happens where he's like, I'd like some red soup, and now we're like, yeah, now forever you and your descendants will be known as the Reds. Like, that's odd. That's very strange. And it's also kind of interesting. Why did the Torah bother to tell me what he looked like when he was born? Is that relevant? Like, we don't know the hair color of most people in the Torah. Like, why, why do we care, right? So there's a fundamental lesson that's happening here. And that is, and Rashi points this out, he says the, the reason why the Torah bothered to tell you what color he was when he was born was that red is sometimes a warning sign, right? Blood represents some, some things, and the Torah is trying to say that he had a certain tendency. Asaph had a certain tendency. And, but if that's true, what is that tendency? Maybe a little bit of violence, you know, tough guy. I mean, we do see he became a hunter and a murderer. If that's true, then that's not his fault, is it? But what's interesting is there's another person in Torah who was described as all red, red-haired, ruddy guy, and that is King David. Well, King David's a righteous fellow, as far as we know. I mean, sure, he made one mistake that we know about, but he repented. But generally speaking, he's a very, very holy person who made a lot of himself. So the point of this story is to say this. Esav and King David were both born with a similar tendency. But being born with a tendency doesn't make you who you are. When he was born all red, and Rashi says it was a warning sign, look at this guy, he has some toughness in him and you know strength, and maybe he's okay with violence. That doesn't mean he has to turn out a bad guy. After all, King David was a very, very holy person, and he used his tendency. He was a general in the Jewish wars. right? You can use that for good. But... What happened was, at some point in his life, Esav runs into Jacob, into Yaakov, and says, give me some of that red stew. And Yaakov says, well, um, 
would you like to sell me the birthright? And Yaakov's like, yeah, I don't need that birthright. And so he swallows down the red stew, and now we know which red he's going to be. Which tendency of his he is going to go forward with. He's not interested in the holiness and the, that whole covenant that we have with God and all that. Now we know which red we're talking about. And that's why now we know who this guy really is. Which tendency of his <clears throat> he's going to emphasize. So there's interesting, there's actually a very interesting Midrashic story that talks about who's buried in the cave of the patriarchs. Of course, we know they're, you know, Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, and Abraham and Sarah. But there's a Midrash that says that due to a set of interesting circumstances, Esau's head is in there. Not his body, just his head. And that really goes back to this very point, which is that his head contains immense potential. He really should have been one of the forefathers of Israel. But from the neck down, his body didn't follow his potential. He had that red, and he could have turned it to something good. No one's born with bad tendencies that are, you know, unchangeable. But he chose the bad path. So the head goes in because it has the potential, but the body doesn't go. And so the fundamental lesson here is that all of us are born with all sorts of tendencies and potential. And it really is up to us to decide in which direction we move them. We really don't have a right to say, well, I was born this way. Well, if you're born that way, like the Gemara says, if you're born with a, a, the ability to handle blood, great, go be a moil, right? Go, go do bris. Not everyone can handle that, right? Don't, don't say that I had no choice but to be a murderer, right? And the same is true with every potential and every talent that anyone has. We can turn it for good and hopefully not for bad. And hopefully that's a lesson we can take from this week's Parsha. Have a great Shabbos.